Hi, it's Kenny here, and here's what I've been up to since I've come back from Italy. Um, I just had a little bit of a trip, like I said in the previous video, just heading around with my wife, um, going on a little road trip and seeing some stuff, so I'm gonna overlay this with some clips and that. Um, one thing I've taken from that though, just before I get into everything, is how interesting the art period of the Renaissance was. And the reason why I state that in this context is because when art was made back in that point in time, they didn't expect it to be this thing that was so commercialized like art is today and how it fits in with the economy. Um, I feel that that's one thing that today's artists and today's creators are getting paralyzed by, by the fact that they feel that this needs to be um, some sort of commercial venture and the success of the commercial element is actually how successful the art is and I don't think that's truly reflective. If we look at back at the Renaissance art, they made this as a celebration of something that they believed in at the time. And because of that, now it's such a monumental part of history and it was thanks to those creations that so much more has happened in the future. So um, if there's anything I could take from investigating some of the beautiful works of the Renaissance period, it's um, that all art is worthy and relevant and sometimes having a full heart and making the art as it is and then thinking of how to commercialize that or fit it in with e-commerce afterwards is probably the best way to approach it. Some things to bump. I came across Ollie and Rob's radio show. They're part of Future Hits Radio, I'm currently 53rd in the Mixcloud chart. And I read some of their chat listings, really cool stuff. Um, I submitted Rives because it fit in with their demographic. I also came across Axel Tanner, really cool music recommendations and really good thing he's got going on. Um, so I sent him some submissions, both the artists here. So a few things that happened while I was away. Um, Ebby Soda and True Thoughts dropped the video to one of their newest tracks called Pseudo Creme. Big ups to Bonafide Mag for premiering this video as well as Charlie Blonde for directing the whole thing. Um, awesome, awesome piece of work here and very, very cool addition to the Ebby catalogue. The boys literally just turned up one day when this video that they all made and just let us all know and we thought, okay, let's, let's put a plan into place. That's probably quite a good segue from the last point because um, they made this with their sole intention just because they wanted to make this and then um, the boys had approached myself and the label to see how we could work this in with a campaign and yeah, we found a way to do it. So the importance of video is something that I wanted to touch on. I think that when it comes to music videos back in the noughties, um, they were such a monumental part of culture on top of all the TV um, channels that they had playing those. It's a really, really important thing to have. It was almost some of the ways that music was discovered back in the time. And today is very, very different. We have so much short form media that is how music is being quite often discovered and enjoyed. And I think that the main crux of everything right now is music in context. That's how the, um, you can apply music to any situation. That works in quite well with synchronization licensing, but actually it works in, in particular with being able to tell a story as you want to. Music videos inside of a campaign are a little bit tougher to monetize from a commercial perspective. Um, now the fact that that era is kind of passed, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a very welcome addition. Music videos have a whole load of perks because they allow fans to see the artist and some of the creations that they do, not just in a musical sense and a sound sense, but actually in a visual sense too. And I think that it's a really important thing to have at least periodically sprinkled around some of your repertoire. I think that because it's such an indulgent source, a lot of your key fans will end up watching those rather than the ones that will just discover you through the means, which is why music always comes on top in terms of discovery. Unless you see a band live, you don't often get a chance to see an artist in a visual sense of what they do. So it really is a welcome addition. 
So slight segue here as well. The next statement that I'll make is nothing to do with music videos in particular, and I don't condone some of these things, right? One thing that I really like about the social media space, as strange as this may sound, is the fact that it's, you can create any type of music in any mix and have it on there and it not be taken down because it's not considered a commercial release. Now that social media has this ability to be able to mix and create brand new tracks and slow down sped up versions and mixing together all of these tracks and creating the whole new pieces of art together, I think there's a real space for that and I'm really glad that platforms like Instagram and TikTok are actually exploring those things and allowing them to happen. But I think that the space that it allows um, different mediums in order to mix together so you can have music in context, so you can have brand new versions of track, I think it's a really important time for us all to have. And if you think about how, um, imagine YouTube having not had content ID so strict, um, what that would mean in terms of the creations that would come of it. And don't get me wrong, it would have been to the deficit of the artist and it would have been to the deficit for those who work with them. But at the same time, it would have allowed such an axis of exploration and discovery. So having that midpoint between how that operates is, is a question that the social media platforms need to answer and need to answer it correctly. So we'll see what they come up with. A few live dates that have just happened. The first one is every solo will be playing at Kenfest on the 20th. They'll be playing at Lost Village on the 25th and Shambhala on the 28th of August. So let's jump into Rives for a little bit. They're working on some new music for a feature right now and everything's under wraps, but here's a little clip. You tell me what's going on, now everyone else is gone. And now you're pulling me closer and it make me flinch. Can somebody pitch me, so you just a bit of time on holiday I was able to take a bit of a step back to see the bigger picture of what we want to do with both of these artists and one idea in particular that I want to speak about in this video is how I want to work forward with some of the rise movements. They appear to have two priorities to stand out for them. The first one is songwriting and the second one is placements. Now more than ever people are discovering music through soundtracking people's lives through their lenses. Rise's true ability lies in their songwriting and this is something that they're able to write in absolute volume. And I think that the real key ticket to this is to receive some true demographic and audience feedback from a discovery platform that allows them to write music and orchestrate albums and products according to the receipt of the attention that they get for those things. And to condense what that might mean in the shorthand, um, what they plan to do is to spend a bit more time on the social media platforms while they're just in the late runnings of their EP replying to different music challenges and getting themselves involved with the community and trying to feedback some of their songwriting skills and to add add their element into the music space and i think that's a really really beautiful place to be right now and the fact that the social media platforms are currently allowing that um, I think is a great space to be in. We don't know how the future is going to look and how restrictive it could be or what tools it might be in the future, but right now that is a real space for how they can communicate with a discovery audience um, and allow them to flourish a little further. And the second point is that their music sync side is something that can be a real opportunity for them. If they're able to soundtrack their own storylines, I don't see why they can't soundtrack other people's storylines, and not just inside of their music, but inside of the context of film and other people's narratives. And that's something that I'm gonna spend a bit more time in future videos discussing, as that's a big old topic, and it requires a bit of a structure and a framework in order to make that happen. Uh, I don't see why we can't put that into place as a priority for them. And in the meantime, while we're waiting back to hear back from some of the live agents and how to move forward with some of these things, um, I think this would be a real, real thing to focus on.
You know, I got big plans for soft serve and I spent a couple of weeks eating a lot of carbs and drinking a lot of Campari. So um, it gave me some time to think about these things. So watch this space. I have um, ideas that I'd want to spend some time putting into place. And, um, you know, I ain't going to knock a sponsorship from Campari if you want to hit me up, you know. Anyway, thanks very much for watching this one. Um, usually I overlay with a little video of something that's going on, but because every soda have dropped a new video, I think it's best if you just put your attention into there. So if you've got a spare couple of minutes, jump into the description. I put a link in there. Um, any thoughts or questions, drop them into the comments as well. And thanks again, and I'll speak to you soon.